Alright. Welcome into Jets Nation Radio episode 13, the almost Christmas Corona edition podcast. How you doing, Darnell? Fantastic, thank you. Hey, hey everybody. Hi. <laughs> Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Uh, yeah, so we got word today, it's like, what, Sunday the 19th, and uh, NHL closed games between international play, I guess, between the U.S. and the Canada. Kind of sad. Any takes on that? Not surprised. I, I, Are you surprised that they didn't shut down the entire league, or? I, I don't know if I'm surprised. Well, with the Calgary Flames debacle over the past like, week, like, literally. Matty Kachuk is the last remaining. Which is crazy. Like, <laughs> how does he not get COVID? That, that was crazy, but I don't, everybody was saying this league is going to shut down. League is going to shut down. And it's crazy that the pandemic started two years ago. Yeah. And it, it seems like it's hotter now as far as cases and, you know, Ontario, I think, is saying in the new year. They're, they're expecting 10,000 cases daily. Yes. Which is wild with this new Omicron variant. So kind, kind of surprised. I heard rumors that they were going to shut down the league. But, you know, I think the cross-border travel was the right way to go. I guess we're going to find out what happens. I, I don't think that, I think there, or I should say, I think that there's a possibility in the new year though, early in the new year, that there could be a break, a substantial break perhaps because of what's going on, especially when you're traveling as much as these guys do. Although, you, I mean, they're traveling, but they're on their own charters. They don't need to see any of the public. I, I, I wonder where I think the I think the teams need to do a better job of precautionary reasons of telling their players because how are they getting these you know infections? Yeah, well, and like it, it's the one thing that I've heard is is basically Calgary kind of called a couple guys up from their AHL team and then it's just been pretty much downhill since then. And I'm sure that's probably what the case is for a lot of the NHL teams. I'm not blaming the AHL for. COVID, no, yeah, but, for but, sure. But like, there's because there's so many lesser leagues. ECHL, I don't know what feeds the EC, but um, it just like these little things are eventually going to catch up to them, and it's it's unfortunate. I'm kind of shocked they didn't cancel the whole league. Um, but I think it was David Amber last night on Hockey Night in Canada was saying there's a potential of them just doing like um, they'll just do a home and home series, or not a home and home, but like uh, let's just say Toronto's going to. New Jersey. They're going to play two games in New Jersey. Then they don't have to do a back and forth. It's just done. So we might be seeing East games where it's just like, you know, somebody rolls into Winnipeg. They play two games, and that's that. They might just fully reschedule. Yeah, which makes sense. I mean, that's obviously, you know, for the NHL, that's, you know, it takes some time to put it together. But at the end of the day, you know, you have to do what you have to do. There's so many cases day by day. We want everybody to stay safe. Uh, it, it's crazy how many players that have, you know, been infected with the Omicron since, although, you know, the infection rate to the fatal rate, I, I think there's like two people that have... Two people worldwide is what I've heard. Yeah, and there's been 50, in, in Canada alone, I think there's been 53,000 cases. Yeah, you're the news guy, so you'd know better than yeah, me. <laughs> I'm pretty sure there's been 53,000 cases just in Canada. Uh, you can... Call me on it if I'm wrong, but the fact that only two people have died, I'm not saying that we don't have to worry about what's happening because, yes, sure, you know, we have to worry about and we have to continue to try and keep ourselves safe. But I don't, I don't you see in the NFL, they're, they're moving games, they're changing games. They have two games on Tuesday night now that start at the same time at 6 o'clock. Why they're having two games played at the same time is beyond me. But the Cleveland Browns game was with this. This has an effect on all the pro sports leagues, and it's it's having a dramatic effect in changing games, canceling games, postponing games. Where do you get these games in? You know, we go to the CFL, I think it was Toronto or was it Ottawa, that had to play three games in 11 days. Oh, it was Edmonton. Yeah, Edmonton, sorry, <laughs> the Edmonton Elks. What a disastrous season, but it it's 
turning out to be a dramatic impact on the sports world. I want everybody to stay safe and, you know, not struggle with uh, what's going on with this variant. But I guess it's going to be, it's, I like the decision from the NHL not to allow cross-border travel. But that doesn't mean people are going to get infected when you're traveling from Winnipeg to Montreal for yeah. Oh, yeah, exactly. I mean, there was, what, maybe one or two COVID cases last year amongst the North Division. And, yeah, so there wasn't a huge deal, but it was still... It's now still we have full teams getting it. Oh, yeah. Well, like I said, the Calgary Flames, all but Matty Kachuk, have gotten Rona. And it, it's, it's terrible. It's sad, but uh, it sounds like pretty much everyone's getting through this. I've heard one or two cases of NHL players basically saying, like, yeah, I felt like I was on the verge of death. I know it was... Ross Delinen, I don't remember. Yeah, he's in Buffalo. He's in Buffalo. Yeah, so Ross Delinen was, um, he said he was just feeling the, like the worst possible way he could feel, which is too bad. But other than that, I, just a lot of guys are like, whatever, this was a simple cold. So, I mean, keep yourself safe. Go get yourself vaccinated. Let's go through all of that stuff. That's a big thing. We've been preaching it for the last, well, pretty much year. So yeah. take care of yourself yeah. and uh, maybe get outside, get some vitamin D, do whatever you need to do. But uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, Overall, it's going to be one of those things. Um, I had a hot take I was going to save for later, but since we're already okay. on this, okay. I, I haven't told you this. I said I'd save it, but um, I don't think the NHL should shut down. I think they should. I think they should be wheeling out AHL teams. So if you got the Stockton Heat and Manny Kachuk out there trying their best, right on. But I don't think I don't think the NHL should shut down. I think you got to deal with those consequences, and if your team has gotten it, and I think there just gets to be a point where, well, that's unfortunate. You look at injured reserve, and let's just say a whole team gets racked up with injuries, well, you still got to play. So that, I'm kind of in the conclusion of, well, you should still play. <laughs> and it, yeah, like, it would be awful to see an ECHL team out there trying to play their best against an NHL team, but... I, I don't know. I'm just for old school thinkings of like, you know what? Can't dress a team? You gotta figure it out. You gotta grab a couple guys off the street, front row of uh, Canada Life Center, away she goes as long as the guys are willing. No, and I, I can could, I could see your point there where, you know, but at the end of the day, it's a hot take, and I, I think it's real hot. Yeah. Oh, I, I, I think it's the, I think it's the right thing to postpone these games because... At the end of the day, I just want to take uh, four years ago with the Olympics. And now there's big-time rumors and, you know, 90% speculation that NHL players are going to uh, Beijing. I would say 90%. I, I would say 100%. I, I don't find it. I, I have no faith in the world that they're going to Beijing. No, um, I can't see it. Spit and Chicklets tweeted out today that they they they've heard that the There's NHL no is not going. No so, chance, absolutely no chance. But you go back to four years ago when they were at the Olympics, and you had players that were you know Shea Genoway though from Swan River. So it was nice to see uh, a Parkland athlete taking part in the Olympics. But with that being said, for the most part, I lost interest. Yeah, that's because, fair. In one part because the games were being played at like 2.30 in the morning. And I wasn't going to stay up to watch those. But just the quality of hockey. I had more or so no interest in watching. Now, if they don't go into this year, I'm probably not going to watch. Being in Beijing with the time difference. But... There, there's no way they're going to the Olympics. There is oh, no. probably a zero, at this point, a zero percent chance. Uh, because, as you mentioned, projections in Manitoba alone, a thousand a day by the new year, and 10,000 in Ontario, BC's expecting, Quebec is expecting, all across the world. There's no chance they go to the Olympics, and the interest is lost when you don't have those top-end elite players, and you have NHL players talking about it now. They want to, you know, because at the end of the day, for a lot of these players, the biggest pride in the world is, you know, representing your country. Oh, absolutely. Playing for Team Canada. It's the big... It's bigger than winning the Stanley Cup. You think so? I think I, it's bigger to win the Stanley Cup than it is to win gold. Like, if there's... 
there's a different kind of pride to winning the the um, the gold, but you look at I don't know, I just like Patty Marlowe, we'll say, or even Jumbo Joe Thornton. He's like, you know, it's like, oh great, I got the gold for Canada. They're kind of like whatever about it. Getting asked to be playing for Team Canada, I think, is a bigger honor than actually winning. And I think Stan, winning the Stanley Cup is bigger than winning gold. Why I think winning the or winning the gold medal is bigger than the Stanley Cup because you have guys on Stanley Cup winning teams that aren't big impacts, aren't great players, but they're winning Stanley Cups. Patrick Patrick Mar- uh, Maroon. He's a former Oiler. <laughs> I love him because he's an Oiler. But Patrick Maroon, he's not a top-end elite player. No, he, as simple as that. Yeah. Three Pete is like, mm, do you really deserve three Stanley Cup rings there? Like, uh, But again, you got to give it to the but he's also played an extra 60 games sure, on top sure. of three seasons. And I, I, him a little I can respect the hell out of Patrick Brewer. There's no doubt about that. But he's not a top-end elite player, and it just starts from there. It's funny that you knew I was talking about Patrick <laughs> But you look at the Olympic roster team Canada. This, These are the top-end players. They get the opportunity to pick out the top 26 I believe is it twenty twenty six. I believe I twenty six of the top players in the entire country to play for Team Canada and win the gold medal. If you get if first, if you get the chance to play on this team, I think that's a the way bigger honor to play for Team Canada than any other nation in the world. Uh, like Russia's massive. It is. You look at the U.S. also massive. They don't really care as much about that. No, they don't. And like you look at the fourth. There's so many good players. So many. So many amazing. And and to see the fact, I wish we had the chance to see, which potentially we still could. But Crosby with McKinnon and McDavid. Not saying they would all be on the top line together, but to theoretically say the fact that. McKinnon could be a, a second or a third line guy. Insane. Nathan McKinnon is an absolute stud. So to know the fact that, first of all, you're the top 26 in Canada, where all Canada does is breed amazing hockey players, and to win a gold medal for this country, I think the bigger honor is winning a gold medal for Team Canada, just for the fact you know you're one of the top 26 in all of the country. Whereas, you know, winning a Stanley Cup, sure, it's a grind. Winning 16 games, understandable. It's tough. It's a, it's a journey. It's a battle. But you don't need to be the best. You, you don't need to be the best player. Even talking about a backup goaltender, a backup goaltender on the, you know, Tampa Bay Lightning for the past two yeah, years. Yeah, could you tell me who their uh, backups were? has played maybe 50, 20 games, 30 games in the two years combined. Yeah. A backup goaltender for Team Canada could be Carey Price, yeah. theoretically, who's one of the best goaltenders we've ever seen. Well, even going back all the way to the 2010 Olympics, Mike Smith was the third string goalie. So, like, that guy got himself a goal. So, yeah, I, I think my, myself personally, I'll never win a gold medal. In the Olympics. Did your brother win a gold? My brother, no, he, he took part in the Olympics. Uh, volleyball in, in uh, Brazil a, a few years ago. My, myself, he grows <laughs> tall. I grow this way instead. <laughs> but yeah, no, my brother was, uh, played for Team Canada for uh, a dozen years. Started with the junior national team. Ended up taking part in the Olympics in Brazil. But for my... I just... I, the Olymp- making the Olympic team for my if personally if I had the opportunity to win a Stanley Cup or a gold medal for Team Canada, taking the gold. I'm taking the gold medal seven days a week. Wow, that's respectable. I'm taking my uh, Lord Stanley's Cup. Lord Stanley's great for sure, but there there's no better pride in my opinion than representing your country and winning a championship. It's very true because you look like we. We still remember 2010. We talk about the golden goal. We always talk about... But, like, how many years can you... How far back? Like, who won the 2013 Stanley Cup? You don't talk about it. Yeah, no. <laughs> I understand where you're coming from. I love the great point, though, so... Like, and we don't even so much... We, we bring bring back the, you know, back-to-back Stanley Cup for Tampa Bay, but 
I feel like we, it's not as much talked about the back-to-back Stanley Cup as the 2010 Olympics. Golden Goal. Oh, man. Sidney Crosby. Like, <laughs> you, you know, it, that's just my thoughts. But it's more talked about that Golden Goal than the back-to-back for Tampa. There we go. I think we like hit three different topics right there. So we're going to get to the actual big question of the week. Um, so today, uh, Blake Wheeler was put on long-term injury reserve. Not a big shock. I talked about it on the podcast last week. That looked like a big, ugly hit. They're only taking him to rehab, which is a big shock. Or I would have taken him to surgery. But uh, the Jets now have $7 million in cap space after... The money moved up from Cease and Raquel. Uh, they came up and played a half-decent game with the Jets this afternoon. Um, what do you think? Do, uh, when do the Jets move uh, some guys around so they can bring in like a decent contract for uh, to replace Wheeler? The funniest thing I thought about is the Nikita Kucherov situation. Yeah. That was the... <laughs> which I hate. Oh, yeah. And I... It, it fuels me, it upsets me, it makes me mad that all season long, Nikita Kucherov can't play and comes back and then dominates in the postseason. Not saying that that's the case right now because well, Blake think, Wheeler's not in the situation. No, and Blake Wheeler has way more integrity than Kucherov. We will. Oh, 100%. Put, yeah, you have to put that in writing right yeah, now. Yeah, 100%. There's uh, no doubt about it. But, like, if Blake Wheeler legitimately was injured until day one of the Stanley Cup playoffs and happened to have an amazing playoff run, that'd be fantastic. But for the regular season, do you think the Jets are going to make a move to like at least extend their uh, cap reserve? Well, I think you have to make a move. I mean, this is a team that is on the cusp of the playoffs. Like, mm-hmm. it's, not a, it, it, it's different if you're a team like Arizona where you have no opportunity to make the playoffs. Yeah. But this is a team that's on the cusp of making the postseason. So in in the next two weeks, three weeks, whether it be a month, I would I would I would assume that there has to be made a move. And I, I hate that Blake Wheeler's in play. It's funny because he missed less than ten games in the first, you know, thirteen and a half years of his career. And then all of a sudden he gets cold and he has to miss fourteen and then for some injuries, so he, like... And I guess it's an unfortunate injury, too. I don't know if you've seen the replay of that, but I've watched it a few times, and, like, just the way... Oh, I can't remember which Vancouver player ended up sliding into him with another jet, and just, like, you watch it, you're like, oh, no, like... And I'm 25, and that hurt, and it still hurts. <laughs> Blake Wheeler's, like, 10 years older than me, and I'm like, that dude's, you know, he's got the tenacity to potentially come back, but... I give him, I, he has to be gone for at least four months. And, and you hate it because, because there, I, there was so much speculation, too, that, well, not speculation, the facts, you know, the stats, he wasn't doing anything. Well, no, he, he wasn't has, producing. But he had 16 assists and one goal. Yeah, sure, he had 16 so, assists. I mean, yeah, but yeah. he also did that with missing of that many games early in the season. Yeah. He came back, yeah, he wasn't putting in the net, but he was, he was there. So I think... Like Blake Wheeler, I think we gave him a bad rap early on, and understandably so. But he's he's turned it around. He yeah. did turn it around, and like I had just hopped on the Wheeler bus, or like yeah, go Blake Wheeler, and then he just gone. And you know, I, I I think that goes on to another topic, and that's the Paul Maurice topic, where and get uh, I I gained a lot of I got, I gained a lot of respect. Yeah, for Paul Maurice. Because the fact, it, it seems like I always go off topic. <laughs> but things come to the mind. I gained a, a lot of respect for Paul Maurice when he said, you know what? The pandemic, it's just, I lost my interest. Mm-hmm. And people weren't, you know, in the dressing room, I, I wasn't getting the same respect, same attention. And I have so much respect for Paul Maurice that he said that, that... He admitted that because you could just tell me something was different. Yeah. And well, he admitted it. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I really respect the fact that he did that too. Like, um, allegedly, he had talked to Chevy and Chipman over the summer. It was like, I don't know if I feel this. And they're like, no, no, it's going to be fine. So I lost a little bit of respect for uh, Chevy and Chipman. Like, 
getting a guy to stick around when we knew. When we uh, sorry to interrupt, but yeah, yeah. If you want to talk about losing respect for Chevy, <laughs> twenty ten Chicago Blackhawks. I don't know how this guy still has got. Sorry, I don't know how this guy still has a job. <laughs> I love seeing you fired up. Yeah, well, and I think well, what was expected of him versus where he was on like the totem pole in Chicago. Uh, still, was like the assistant general manager. But he, uh, so, but like on the hierarchy of things, he was he was at the very bottom. And although he definitely should have said something, I he didn't know. Okay, okay. But like, let's look at me at our workplace. If let's just say I have a meeting with our general manager and my other boss. Okay. Uh, and it's just like it comes up that something terrible has happened, and I just. Like, what am I supposed to do? Like, I get, like, it's especially, and Chevy's probably earning, you know, a solid $250,000, $500,000 as the AGM of Chicago at that time. So, of course. you know, it's a big money loss. It's a thing that they've said, like, we're going to leave it. And it was also 2010 where, again, we should have been talking about it, but we didn't. We didn't know better. And it was like, he gets a pass. I don't love the fact he gets a pass, but he gets a pass in that one instance. But he, but I lost a lot of respect for him there, and I lost a lot of respect for the fact that he just pressured Maurice to stick around as a as the head coach, even though Maurice said he didn't really want it. But also, Maurice signed the big ticket contract at the at the, at the start of last well, last season. How can well, I, yeah? How can you go outside the big ticket contract? <laughs> but, yeah, I'm not. Shovel day off. I lost respect. The respect will never be there yeah. for him again. It's as simple as that. I have zero respect for Kevin Sheveldayoff. Just based... I, I, I understand, you know, we didn't talk... As you mentioned, we didn't talk about that in 2010. Mm-hmm. It's a different day now. Yeah. I understand, but... And, and Stan Bowman was just... Uh, now Garrett is the, head, or the general manager for the United States Olympic team, which is... Not gonna have NHL players probably. Yeah. In it, Wait, so Bill Guerin, because he's the he's the GM now. I thought he's the GM of Minnesota. He is the GM of Minnesota, but he's also the GM, the GM of the United States. Okay, what does he have to do with Stan Boat? Still have Stan because Bo- Stan Bowman was the general manager of. The oh, Olympic okay, team. I get it. So the pieces fell. Yeah, and Stan oh, Bowman okay. was the Olympic team general manager, and now he's not. Now he's lost his. Yeah. I I just I. Cheryl Dayoff knew what happened in 2010. Yeah. And let it go. And let it go. And yeah. said nothing. Yes. And that's the part that upsets me so much. What Kyle Beach and Iris so much, have so much respect for Kyle Beach. Yeah. What he went through now that he's been talking up. I just, I would have loved that Cheryl Dayoff. Yeah, you kind of wish he would have stood up for him at the time. Yeah. And, and even not even at the time, you know, even two years later, you know, at the time, yes, but said something. But now the fact that ten years have gone by, and he said nothing. Yeah, it it, it, it does upset. It, it is pretty disrespectful. Yeah, I do agree with that, and it is garbage. So, um, but who who do you see the uh, Jets coming in for? Uh, like, do you see it, uh, anyone coming in for the Jets? This chicken kind of get your. Jacob Chikrin. <laughs> Jacob Chikrin. <laughs> well, you would think Arizona, they're a joke. Jacob Chikrin, real good. Real good. And I. Do they fit on the Jets lineup? I think Jacob Chikrin fits in the Jets lineup. You throw sure. him on the line with uh, Ehlers and. Oh, who's. Uh, and Stastny? 100%. That'd be a deadly line. <laughs> I, think, I think Chikrin can fit pretty much anywhere on any line for the Jets lineup right now. To make a difference. What do you drink for that on a hypothetical? Oof, that, that's tough. Uh, do you move two first rounders and like. Uh, no, no, no. I don't move two first rounders. I move a first rounder and a second rounder though. Okay. Yeah. I don't move two first rounders. Dang. Alright, I respect it. That's a lot. I would have gone straight in. I would have been two first rounders and like would have found somebody off the No, course. I move. I, I, I find someone on the moose, I find a first rounder and a second rounder. No chance do I move two first-rounders and a player from the Moose. Yeah. Because well, the Moose are also one of the top teams yeah, in the they, American Hockey League. They've been doing surprisingly well. Tearing it up. And remember a couple of weeks ago, I projected Cole Perfetti would be the MVP of the World Juniors. Yeah, I do. 
I was playing the World Juniors on NHL 22 <laughs> against a buddy earlier today, <laughs> and absolutely dominated him. I think the final shots were like 38 to 14. He won two nothing. <laughs> but I think Perfetti's still sticking with it, the MVP of the World Juniors. But I think, yeah, a player from the Moose, a first and a second for Chicker. I think he would be massive. Massive. I think he can make a big impact for the team. Yeah, oh, absolutely. But you don't move like Perfetti for... No, 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 no. No, no. <laughs> no. far from not. I, that was, no, you don't move for... You don't touch Perfetti. No. No, he's no. going to be a stud. <laughs> in my opinion, he's going to be a stud. I wonder, actually, Dodson, or, uh, Dominic Tontinato. What? Tontinato, yeah. He, he, he could move it because he's been, he's been slowly lighting it, lighting it up. But overall, he hasn't impressed me. No, he hasn't done anything. To what he's need, where, where I think he's needed to be in the opportunities he's been presented with. Yeah, I don't think he's where he needs to be. So I would move him in a heartbeat. Move him in a first and a second, which which pretty easy. He, he's an NHL caliber player. Yeah. So you're giving an NHL caliber player a first and a second That's for Chikrin. And he did. Yeah. Well, I mean, like, Arizona's looking to rebuild fully and completely, oh, so right. it just makes sense that... Which which sucks for Arizona, because they're, they're horrendous now. Yeah. And they're, now they're, now, just now they want to go through the whole... Well, I remember process. John Scott talked about it when he played for Arizona, I think that was in 2012, but he's like, basically, Arizona's same position where it's like, well, we traded for a bunch of guys because they have all contracts, but we get all these draft picks, they're yeah. supposed to go a certain way, and then... They did it. <laughs> Poor Arizona. Poor, yeah. Poor. <laughs> from the from the debacle with their arena to not paying taxes on the arena. That's what cracked me up. Millions, <laughs> millions. Like what? Well, they had to pay everything up front too. So basically, they had to pay all the backlog uh, payments, and then they had to pay until July first, just because they're like the. Uh, where Glendale? Are they in Glendale right now? Yeah, they're in Glendale. Okay, yeah, basically the city was like, we don't trust you guys, you have to pay us everything now or else we're locking you out. And it makes me wonder though with Arizona, because there was talk of this move, but they, they say they're completely committed to where they are right now. But well, why? Nobody, nobody goes to watch the games. Why, why would Garrett Bettman the joke of a commissioner who said he's sticking around for another yeah. bunch of years. Who cares how long? It's the the no NHL's in problems. No, exactly. That's a joke. Why would? Why in the world would they not want to look at least look at moving there? Like it's just go to Houston. Like listen, I want to go back as much as every other Canadian. But Houston would make money. Houston would make big money. Like, Houston is an oil town, so they, and they're an American oil town. So, as a guy who grew up in Alberta, I understand the economics of it. There's yeah. big booms, there's, and then there's terrible recessions. Uh, and, and Alberta feels it the most. Anyone listening in Alberta can definitely attest to that. I don't know what it's like in Texas, necessarily, with oil money, but I assume that those folks in Texas that want to go watch hockey in Houston, they're going to be fine. 100%. So... All right, um, Nick Ehlers, he currently is a total of 18 goals behind Franz Nielsen as the all-time scorer, as uh, all-time Danish scorer. Uh, how long until he crosses? Does he, does he like cross that threshold this season, or does he wait another two, three, another two? How many is he behind, sorry? Uh, so he's 18 goals behind. Does he score another 18, 19 goals, I guess, this season? Yes. Yeah, you, 20, another 19 goals for... Uh, well, how much, what are the seasons left? Uh, I think we're at roughly about, let's, I'm going to just make it easy on ourselves and say 50 games are left. 100%. I love it. <laughs> I, I would be shocked in our final podcast of the year, not that they ever going to stop, but just... When our podcast is in the last week of the season, and you can call me on right now. What's the date? It's December 19th. Sunday, December 19th. Nick Ehlers will score 19 22. goals. 22. 20, 22. 22. Wow. I love it. 
Okay, uh, so he's like a solid 150 points behind Franz. <laughs> 150 points behind Franz Nielsen for uh, most points as a Dane. How long till he hits that? Because he can't hit that this year. No. <laughs> two and a half seasons. Two and a half seasons. Yeah. So we're looking at. Uh, I mean, you look at two seasons. That'd be a seventy-five points a season. Yeah, that's pretty doable. So I would say. Probably a season and a half by the time we get to the end of uh, the 24 season. Two seasons is probably too many. To yeah. get those 150, you know, maybe 1.75 seasons. It's I, it's going to be 1.75 seasons to 2.5. All right. In there. I, love, he, I love the accuracy. And great story, too, leaving the Danish to the Olympics. Oh, uh, yeah. Oh, man, that guy worked his ass off in the summer. And it's like, a shame, though, that he's not he going this close. <laughs> it's, it's such a shame that he's the he's literally the only reason Denmark that, actually hit that. Yeah. Because he, he scored, like, what, nine? Was it nine goals or nine toys in six games? He made the Chinese look like a bunch of scrubs. Yeah. <laughs> to put it yeah, to put it in nice terms. Yeah. <laughs> it's just a shame that he's never he's not gonna get the opportunity oh, yeah. to play in the Olympics. Yeah, that's really speculation is. on my part. But we're like ninety five percent sure. Yeah, like, yeah. I threw down a big unit of money on the NHL not going to the Olympics. There can't, oh. there can't be a way that they're going to the Olympics. Oh no, if they are, are, that is That's insane. It's just windy up there. It's crazy. Oh yeah. You, you should is my dog? No, 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 that's just a leaf. Oh, I thought it was a dog. No, I thought it was, thought it was a dog too. <laughs> no, you should have seen the parking lot at work when I left tonight. Wow. Oh, dude, you, we, we had 70, uh, 70 kilometer winds here in Dauphin on Sunday night, and I had my car parked, and I got stuck trying to get out of the parking lot. That's why you stepped? You said there's snow in. Huh. <laughs> yeah, there was snow inside our radio station this afternoon. <laughs> Unfortunately. <laughs> I, I didn't go outside the premises. I don't blame you. Um, okay, so we've been talking lots of NHL, or uh, NHL Olympic stuff. Yeah. Um, do you think a KHL versus NHL Super Series in September of next year would be a suffice thing to do to just kind of bypass... You know, the fact that we did not have an Olympics. I think that would be fantastic. I think uh, as far as when it comes to competitiveness, no. No? Because the NHL would run over the KHL. You think so? The KHL is a top-end league. The KHL... Now, you might, you know, how many games would it be? Four North America, four four Russia? Oh, yeah, we're talking like 1972. We got like... One in New York, Toronto, L.A., and let's just say Vancouver. What about Winnipeg? <laughs> what about Winnipeg? We have people at Canada Life Center. <laughs> come on! Come, come on! What about Credit Union Place in Dolphin? <laughs> we got a whole 2,000 people here in Dolphin tonight watching the superstars in the KHL taking on the NHL. I tell you, 80% of them will be old people who are like, Okay. Yeah, I mean, no, but like Rory would have to show up and like maybe yeah. get like one or two people excited for that. Rory, Rory, at that time, Rory would be up, be, up, be on top of the class. Oh yeah, like walking around <laughs> death situation. Hopefully that is that bad. But you know, I think in the North America, like in the in Russia, the atmosphere in Russia would be insane. Oh, it'd be nuts. Not like. Like, I've been to Russia to watch some volleyball games. Have you really? Yeah. Where'd you go? My brother used to play in Russia. No way. Yeah. What? Yeah. We gotta get your brother on the podcast. My, brother, my, to my brother's <laughs> actually played. Uh, he won a, he, he won championship in Russia. Really? Yeah. And it's one of those top leagues in the world. Wow. Fun fact, my, when, when my, if I can... Yeah, just go for it, dude. When my brother was playing in Russia, he used to play with this guy called Dmitry Mazursky. Again. <laughs> he was seven foot two. And he was a he was a giant man. They just won the Russian championship, huge. And because they would have like four thousand fans at their games, at four thousand four thousand people at a volleyball game, capacity, whole rocking like crazy. And they were on the plane because they were on the road when they won this game. Unfortunately, they didn't win it on home turf. 
They won it on the road. And Mazursky, after the game, was jumping on the plane. And the pilots had to tell him to stop. Because <laughs> he amazing. was like rock. Because he was a beast. But, so, I could see Russia winning, perhaps splitting. No, I don't think splitting. Do we, do we go back to 1972 and it's just a matter of a goal that... Uh, no, that's a different game. It's a different game. We're not yeah, going super series. I think our I think our skill the skill in Canada compared to the skill in Russia is just superior. Can you imagine Alexander Ovechkin just making the KHL look silly, just like Vladimir Putin losing his mind, like Ovi, but, what are you doing? Whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> that's that's the, so Ovechkin's on the KHL team. No, no, no. Is it o- just KHL players? KHL versus NHL. Okay, so you have Pavel Datsuk, sure. Who was at the end of his career? Yeah, I was gonna say how long is that still good? Play? Still good. <laughs> okay. If if it's the Russian All Star team against the Canadian All Star team, different game, different. But yeah. if it's the Cade show, Ver- it, I don't know. But Saint it, Petersburg is still a pretty good team. Like, yeah, that's the for sure. their elite team for sure. Yeah, absolutely. Six, six games to two. Six games to two. Yeah, that's kind of that's I like. I like. I'll I, take it. I think. Uh, I just want to see Ovi just put up big numbers against the KHL in this hypothetical. I think Canada, or I think uh, the NHL rather, three and one in, in Russia and three and one in Canada. I love it. They could lose the one game in Vancouver in Toronto. Yeah. <laughs> Here's Here's about Toronto. <laughs> Let's go Oilers. Let's go Oilers and Jets. What a debacle. All right. So we have a new segment. Okay. Darnell does trivia. Oh. Oh, boy. And we no, get... No, 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 no. Oh, no, no, no. What is this? Okay, so we have what's called Perry Perry Sauce. Oh. We don't have a sponsor. But if you happen to know someone that would like to sponsor this segment of the podcast and give Darnell or myself hot, hot sauce... Oh, let us know. Darnell can't do a lot of oh, hot sauce, so hot stuff. be kind to him. Oh, but basically, how this is gonna work: if Darnell gets questions correct, I do hot sauce on fancy chips, and if he gets them wrong, he all he has to eat the hot sauce on. Fancy Why are you doing this to me? Because we agreed on it. <laughs> okay, so the first question oh. should be fairly easy. Okay, how many? Are these multiple choice? Uh, no. Ooh. Okay, so the first question is a two-parter. These are all two-parters. Um, how many NHLers have worn the number 69? You said that was easy? Yeah. <laughs> should be zero. No, it's two. Two. Okay. Okay, for bonus points. Which you points <laughs> already. So, hopefully so bonus. Uh, can you name either one of the players that uh, wore 69? No. Okay, so we got Andrew D. D- uh, DeHarnay. Okay. Uh, he played for Chicago. Okay. He wore it for the back half of the season after he got traded there. And then Melvin Engelstad the- wore, the ga- wore 69 for two games. That is hilarious. <laughs> the fact that that's wearing 69. So I will accept my punishment of one chip. Oh. Do go. I have to have two? Because I got two questions. No, no, no. You got just the, one thing. Yeah. Or, I hate I hate hot stuff. I can't eat hot stuff. Anything. And I'm I'm Nigerian. You want, oh two, my God. you want two chips? You can do two chips. We were oh. going to get McNuggets tonight, but McDonald's and Dolphin was closed. What? <laughs> it's never closed. So. Okay, so just to uh, show the viewers here some the hot sauce. And, uh... All right. Unfortunate. Okay. How many Jets 1.0 players are in the Ring of Honor in Arizona? Oh my god. <laughs> oh my god. I'll give you a multiple choice. Seven, five, four, or one. <laughs> <laughs> That's outrageous how hot that is. That's not even that bad. Oh my god. <laughs> Can you repeat the question? Okay. How many Jets 1.0 players are in the Ring of Honor in Arizona? One, seven, five, or nine? Five. Ooh, you're absolutely correct. So that's hey! Okay, I will do an extra chip of hot sauce for every one that you can name. But if you get three wrong, you have to do, you take all of those chips. I can't name them. Okay, but if you name me three of them, three I, out of the five. I honestly don't think I can name three out of the five. Can you name me one of them? No. 
You couldn't? Repeat the question. Okay. Which Jets play, which Jets 1.0 players are in the ring of honor in Arizona? Shane Doan. Nope, he has his number retired. So these are Jets 1.0 players that were phenomenal back <coughs> in the day. Howard Shook? Yeah, one. Any other guesses? I'll stop the Howard Shook. Okay, so we got... I'm uh, horrible right now. Uh, we got Keith Kachuk. Oh my god! <laughs> Come on! <laughs> Brett Hall. Oh! Thomas Steen. Oh. And <coughs> Timu Neiman. Sorry, Jets 1.0 fans, that if I butchered these names, so... I'll do two hot chips. Okay, but I get to put the, the hot sauce. Oh, wow, that is ridiculous. <laughs> How? Why is that so hot, by the way? <laughs> Absurd. <laughs> All right, and final question. Dave Lahr, you played. You're having two chips. We're doing two chips because I got two. Because he because he got them. He got the actual question right. And uh, oh sweet oh. Jesus. <laughs> we're just we're just gonna combine that. We need to get an intern here to pour because holy, that is gonna kill you. We'll just do a third chip. That's, gonna, <laughs> that's so hot. That is. So you find that hot? I want to know. If like you it's find... it's it's a good burn. Is how okay, I so have this. And what are your thoughts on it? How does it how does it taste? Because I put a whole... I, you put a lot on it. It's pretty good. I like that stuff. Ow. It, it, like my tongue's burning, but I'm not dying. Oh my god, it's ridiculous. Okay, uh, all right, so. Dave Lowry played for five NHL teams in his career. Mm-hmm. Name me three of them. Calgary. Okay. I want to say Vancouver. Yep. Philly? No. I'll give you three wrong answers here. Okay. Calgary. I know Calgary and Vancouver for sure. Ooh, that's tough trivia. Where's the, where was his boy born? Adam Lowry. Erie? No. Where was Adam born? That's a great story, too. The fact that head coaches... Okay, but I did find the other night that uh, Lowry played like 19 minutes. (laughs) Which seemed a little high for uh, his boy playing. Way too high. Way too high. (laughs) But that's besides the point. Any other guesses? No. So, he played for the Flames, the Panthers, the Blues, the Nuts, and the Sharks. Sharks. Yeah, I wouldn't have gotten the other three. Yeah. <laughs> so, so, what does that mean? That means oh, I have you, to you get one chip, I get two. Oh, okay. Okay, that's not bad. Yeah, yeah. Like, we, we play this fairly. That's doable. So, if you've got trivia questions, you can send them my way. I get two? Yeah, you No. You I get two. Okay, you only have one in your yeah, hand. Yeah, because I'm giving this one to you. Yeah, so send us all the trivia questions. Yeah, if you got trivia questions that you're like, this is Jets, this is good Jets question, or even an NHL question, you can grab another chip if you really need. No, I'll do this. <laughs> but keep in mind, folks, Darnell does not handle heat well, so. Yeah, and I'm Nigerian, which is kind of weird. Everybody asks me, like, you don't like heat? Yeah, I don't like heat. But I'll do this. Because you guys mean the world to me. You guys are a bunch of beauties who listen to us on YouTube and Spotify. And tell your friends about this podcast. We uh, we enjoy doing this. This is the highlight of my day. Is it really? I'm glad. Honestly, this is one of my favorite parts of my week. What I get excited for on Sundays. Yeah. This is a great time on Sundays. And unfortunately, we missed it last week because of great talk. But go Bombers, go. we got to shout those guys out. For 100% back-to-back. Back-to-back overtime winners. Now... The big question, Mike O'Shea, apparently he's leaving. Yeah, I hope he, I hope he crushes it down in the NFL. No, I've heard rumors Calgary Stampeders. Stampeders! Take off, Calgary. We don't love you around here. Even on the best of days. He's going to want. He's gonna request a lot of money after winning back to back. I don't blame him. He deserves a lot he of deserves money. He deserves it. NFL's where you get it. <laughs> it's funny because Chris Treveler, as a backup quarterback in the NFL, you get paid like 15 times the way you get to see him up. <laughs> Cheers, everybody. This is disastrous as hot chip, but I love it. Pretty good. I like it. We'll have a different hot sauce next time we're back. Oh? Yeah. We'll figure that out. 
we're kind of playing everything by ear with oh. how it goes. Oh my god. <laughs> how, do you, how do you do that? I don't know. Probably. Never mind, I'm not going to say that, so I'll get in trouble. Um, okay, so we'll get to the final segment of the week, since uh, we can't predict any hockey games that are going to be happening, because uh, the Jets were supposed to play both the Predators and the Dallas Stars this week, but no inter, uh, no intercontinental travel, so big sad. Um, but we'll get to the final portion of the podcast, hot and cold performers of the week, Darnell. Ooh. Want to start us off with the cold performer of the week? Did you start? My mouth is on fire. Oh right yeah, now. I can definitely. I need start. a second. Here. I am going to give Ooh. Darnell Duff the cold performer of the week what? for telling us that he does not like homemade gravy. Darnell, I hate homemade gravy. <laughs> it's not good. That's the problem. I think you've had just bad gravy. No, I think I've had a lot of homemade gravies, and all of them have been poor. <laughs> I hate it. <laughs> Homemade gravy is not the way to go. You get the stuff from the, in the pouch. <laughs> That's the way to go. There's going to be old Ukrainian grandmas that are like, hey, not going to be happening. They're going to be mad. Move from Dauphin. <laughs> I love it. Um, you feeling good enough to give us your cold performer of the week? Okay. My cold performer of the week, and I hate, I hate for it to be, but... Remember a couple weeks ago I talked about the, our driver going the wrong way? Oh, no. <laughs> our driver went the wrong way again. <laughs> you guys came back from Selkirk. It's a long drive. How far did you guys go? About 45 minutes. Again? Yeah. Which way did you guys go? I don't know direction. I'm not good at directions. But... So either you guys went north uh, up to Victoria Beach and... That was a disaster. Or you guys went towards Ontario, which is an even bigger disaster. I usually sleep during uh, the whole bus trips, but I heard him. I heard him laying a swear word that you shouldn't be saying. <laughs> I was like, "Oh no, what happened?" So I went to my maps. I was like, "Oh, we're going the wrong way." Where, where? Hey, when you open your map, where were you? We were. On the way to, well, where would be on the way from, I, I can't remember exactly. So Selkirk, you can go up the 8, which will take you up to Gimli, but you can still go across. How do you know these highways? Because I'm a small town kid who has to understand highways, otherwise I don't exist. <laughs> it's literally the only thing I'm useful for. I feel like if, if, if there could have been map people... In 2021, I'd be a millionaire, but uh, no. <laughs> well, let me put it this way: we should have been home at 1:31 p.m. Yeah, or a.m. Sorry. Okay. And I, I googled it. What time were you home? 1:31 a.m. We ended up getting home at 2:14 a.m. Oh my goodness. Okay. So that's 43 minutes. 43 minutes. So he went 20 minutes the wrong way. Yeah, and then he. Had of course, Go, went back. Back. Love it. Legendary. You guys, yeah. What a disaster, right? <laughs> they have one job. You know, no, 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 no. I respect these bus drivers. I respect because picking us up at, you know, noon, driving us to the game, getting us home, and they have to drive back to, you know, Brent, because Compass Coach Lines, that's where we're. Oh, so he's going. From Brandon up here to Dolphin, which is two and a half hours, three hours, whatever that is. Go down to Selkirk, drop you guys off, and go back home. All the same. Yeah, no, so I respect these bus drivers. It's, I couldn't do it. I couldn't do it. Oh. So, I will yeah. answer this. Oh, wow, that's bold of you. Like, Gosh, I asked, oh, can I answer? Uh, maybe step into the other side of the garage? Hello. All right, so we lost Darn now for a few minutes. What's up? I don't know if we'll get his hot performer or not. I'm just in the podcast right now. So, either way, I mean, Darnell's answering his phone call from his wife, girlfriend, partner. I don't know what to call them. <laughs> but either way, Darnell's being a good man answering that phone call. Um, my hot performer of the week, really all of you guys, it's been a long, long year, and I'm sure we're all tired, and like the fact you guys have listened to this podcast as much as you guys have. I just appreciate each and every one of you. You guys are my hot performers of all time. But 
my real hot prefer of the week. It's gotta be Dave Laurie. Ooh, I got hot sauce in my throat. Uh, Dave Laurie gets my hot performer of the week. He was probably told on Thursday night that Paul Maurice is going to quit. So he had maybe 24 hours to prepare for a hockey game and like try to jumble things up and be productive. But he, yeah, I mean like the first 10 minutes of that hockey game on Friday night, not amazing. But Dave Larry's stepping up into the position of interim head coach. He's my hot performer of the week. And actually getting the power play, like just making one-timers. I, like, I know you didn't have time to watch today's game, but the one-timers on the power play from Dave Lowry just making that little change, phenomenal. I love to see it, and I cannot wait to see more of Dave Lowry. It's funny you say your hot, hot performer is Dave Lowry. Is he yours? He's also my hot performer. Nice. I've had the chance to, because he coached last year's of the Brandon Weekings mm -hmm. in the Western Hockey League for you fans who aren't you know, Brandon Weeking fans, but he's such a great guy. And I know that Adam Lowry is perhaps playing two minute, minutes. Just a couple sure. two minutes. For sure. He, I think he lost, uh, I'll have to double check after this podcast, but he lost time today. He's not a 19, he's not a 15, he's not even a 15 minute guy. You don't think so? I think oh, maybe 15, he's not a 17. He's not a 17 minute No, guy. no, no. He's, 15 minutes at the absolute tops. Yeah, yep. top, top, top. I believe that for sure. I'm comfortable with 14 and a half. Yeah. Oh, I'm good with that. Anything too. below that script. But I I think Dave is going to do a great job with this thing. Oh, Dave's going to In, in the first couple of months. And I would not be surprised if he's in the head coach of this team moving forward. Dang. I love to hear that. Waiting for that for next week is like, what's it going to take for Dave Lowry to get wow. the permanent position? We're talk we'll get to that next week. Just so. play a couple games before that, but so we'll chat about it. Uh, nope, they don't. Oh, right, because COVID. COVID. <laughs> cool, cool, cool. <laughs> we'll, we'll discuss Dave Lowry more next week. Uh, thank you guys so much for tuning in. I appreciate each and every one of you, like I just said. Darnell, thank you so much. Merry Christmas to you. Merry Christmas to you, guys. It's been Merry Christmas to you. It's been a pleasure, everybody. Thanks for tuning in. Yeah, and uh, yeah, we'll be back. Well, I'll be back next week. I don't know. If you want to take time off, you're more than welcome. I'm here next Sunday. You're next year. Sweet. We will be back next Sunday slash Monday morning. Have yourself a Merry Christmas, everyone, or whatever you are celebrating. And we will be back next week. Peace and grace to you all of you.